Welcome to ABC Cafe. I'm your host, Anthony Apodaca. Today I'm joined by Wafik Fa'ur and Ashley Smith to discuss Burlington's last city council meeting, where two resolutions were debated regarding a ceasefire in Gaza and the recent triple shooting of three students visiting Vermont last month. We also discussed the change in public opinion on Palestine over the past several years, as well as Senator Sanders' reversal a few days ago, where he finally called for a ceasefire. All right, uh, I'm here with Wafik Faor and Ashley Smith. Thank you for joining me on ABC Cafe. Always good to be with you, Anthony. Um, we were just joking. Uh, in an unfunny way, how it would be nice to meet um, in different circumstances and I have to start off with some pretty depressing statistics. Um, the latest I checked over, um, we have 18,787, that number is from Mondovice, Palestinians killed, 50,000 wounded in in Gaza. Um, with that, though, we seem to be in a situation where uh, the Biden administration is completely at odds with the plurality of the U.S. population. So 61% of voters support de-escalation and permanent ceasefire, including 76% of Democrats, 57% of independents, and 49% of Republicans, um, which, you know, might be the most anyone's ever agreed about anything in this country at the moment. Um, I think there's a general consensus that everyone's pretty frustrated with what's happening in Washington. And in light of that, over a dozen U.S. cities have now passed resolutions calling for a ceasefire. And on Monday, Burlington uh, debated a resolution to do the same. So um, we could start with Ashley. What was the resolution that was put forward on Monday in Burlington? And... And what was the reasoning behind that? Well, there was one resolution put forward by three of our allies on the city council that had numerous whereas clauses, but the kicker and key conclusions were two resolves, which were one for conditions on U.S. aid to Israel and two that there was a call for a ceasefire to Israel's war on Gaza. Um, so that was one resolution. There was a second resolution introduced as an alternative that was only going to address the um, horrific racist shooting of the three Palestinian students here in, in Burlington. And it was an attempt to separate the cause from the effect. The cause is the war and bigotry that war spawns in Gaza against Palestinians. And the effect is the shooting so rightly, the first resolution drew that connection, a direct line between Israel's genocidal war and the brutal attempted killing of three Palestinians right here in Burlington. Tragically, the um, city council ended in a tie on the first resolution, which meant it failed so that Burlington, despite its progressive reputation, now stands as one of the few liberal cities in this country that has not come out for a ceasefire and has not come out for at least putting conditions on U.S. aid to Israel. So it's an ignoble result, really, for um, the city of Burlington. Um, and the second resolution also failed because it ended in a 6-6 tie. So we're now in a situation where uh, Burlington... But the, our allies didn't vote for that one. So it was reversed. Right. It was a reverse vote on the, yep. second, on the second one. 
That's right. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Um, so there were some objections. I didn't have time to listen to the whole three hours, but I, I got through a lot of it uh, down here in Virgen's. Um, so some of the objections I heard were the council should focus on local issues. This is a global issue. So why are we focused on this? Um, the ceasefire won't lead to lasting peace. And the third argument that I heard um, kind of sprinkled throughout was, you know, obviously Hamas wants to destroy Israel, which I guess is just uh, a way to kind of deflect any personal responsibility. Um, so Wafik, as you listen to these objections, you know, what are, what are your reaction to those three points? The the local issues, the ceasefire won't lead to lasting peace, and Hamas wants to destroy Israel. Uh, the, it, it was the excuses to reject this uh, proposal. Um, it, it reminded us of the same excuses they taken one year and a half ago against other resolution calling for Palestinian human rights, Palestinian equal rights, and the freedom of speech, that we, the public, and the Palestinian solidarity group introduced to the same council and to the same mayor. Mm -hmm. And they promised us uh, to reject it anyway or to veto it. Uh, uh, and uh, it has been shelved. Uh, the other excuses, I was surprised and pained that to hear um, a religious leader, a Jewish religious leaders, saying that the shooting of the three uh, Palestinian youth is not a hate crime uh, the way it happened, just because the state attorney didn't call it as such, even though we know for sure the President of the United States called the mayor of Burlington on the eve of the uh, shooting, and no President of the United States called any mayor for a three shooting with no fatality, but because it is hate crime, you know? Yeah. So we're having a problem. Another excuse uh, you didn't uh, repeat it, many of them, uh, who opposed this resolution, which is a simple resolution, is just repetition of what our uh, federal representative, Representative Palin, uh, Senator uh, Sanders, and Senator Walsh called for its uh, ceasefire. The other elements, you know, we there is no argument about it, any of that. I mean, be, See, ceasefire doesn't call, you cannot say ceasefire will bring hatred to some community as they label it as anti-Semitic, uh, to call that, or to put our Jewish uh, uh, community on a state of fear. But the opposite, the rejection of that resolution, that including the condemnation of a hate crime in our street, it brought a lot of fear and anguish and a lot of anger on the Muslim, Arab, and uh, Palestinian community. And, of course, the solidarity groups that they came in on the street day in and day out to call for ceasefire. Yeah. Yeah, I also have found that particular uh, issue frustrating with a lot of these objections 
they're just saying it, but there's no actual logical connection between anything, right? Like you can object to any resolution saying it will divide a community, but you're not actually, the work isn't being done to show why or how. And I, you know, I, my, my, obviously my suspicion on that is just because you can't, uh, <laughs> there's no way to, you know, we, it's just not true. So, um, uh, I'll just add to to what Wafik said. I think there are four arguments that, and those were, it's not a local issue, it's anti-Semitic, it's divisive, and it will make people feel unsafe, are all specious and groundless. Mm-hmm. If you look at it, Palestine is a local issue. Our tax dollars from Burlington go to fund the Israeli war machine and to fund the current bombing of Gaza. So it is a local issue. Our um, police, border guards um, are all implicated in the structures of Israeli policing. There's been extensive training of all those kinds of forces throughout the the, the U.S. Um, by, by the Israeli uh, uh, forces. So it is a profoundly local issue. And, mm-hmm. and the charge of anti-Semitism is also groundless. The resolution clearly stated opposition to anti-Semitism. So really it's a deflection of the question of um, the, the Zionists who support the state of Israel. They brook no opposition to the state of Israel and its genocidal war and try and um, smear any criticism or any motion to stop the genocide as anti-Semitic. So it's really um, an unfounded argument that tries to trap people in 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 a false accusation. the The argument that it's divisive is also groundless. You look at it, the 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 reality is that's a deflection again. There is a genocide going on. It is not divisive unless you support the genocide to call for a ceasefire. Only people who support the genocide can call it divisive. And in reality, it's a majority position, as you summarized, Anthony, that the majority of people in the U.S. and the majority of people in the world are for a ceasefire, and overwhelmingly the majority of the governments. And in terms of it making people feel unsafe, who is going to be felt made unsafe? Only people who support the state of Israel and in reality, the rejection of this resolution does make certain people feel unsafe. And those are the Palestinians in our community, the Arabs mm-hmm. in our community, and the Muslims in our community. And this kind of policy of deflecting um, criticism of the state of Israel and silencing Palestinian voices and rejecting these kinds of resolutions is precisely what creates a climate where racists like the man who shot the three students feel empowered and legitimate in targeting people with hate crimes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, on that note, uh, you mentioned Sanders. Uh, in his objection to the resolution, um, Weinberger name-dropped Sanders and Biden, mentioning that both of them also opposed the ceasefire. That was on Monday. Of course, two days later... Sanders reversed course, saying that Israel's, this is a quote, Israel's military campaign will be remembered among some of the darkest chapters of our modern history. Um, How does Sanders' reversal change the calculation of any discussions going forward with the city council? And is there another opportunity for a like resolution going forward? I I think, Weinberger has to face the reality, not because uh, 
Senator Sander uh, went farther and progressed in his opinion from the beginning of the war until now. And he took even a stronger uh, uh, stand on the question of American aid and conditioning the uh, American aid. And under the pressure from our solidarity groups here, he changed course and he's saying uh, the truth again, and we want him to continue to that direction. At the same time, if you want to ask me, does Miro Weinberger going to go that far? I don't think so. Year and a half ago, he uh, uh, said he's going to veto the resolution. Uh, Monday, he vetoed another uh, resolution. And I believe uh, not only him, he brought Sanders' uh, comments. Uh, the handful of people who opposed the resolution, they mentioned Sanders. Yeah. That he, he's not. They were able to hide he's, behind his lack of support in the ceasefire. So, yeah. And now I think now, they'll have less now, to hide behind now, I think. Yeah. Now, going forward, and I'm very happy that we are talking to this podcast because it is very timely, that there are a lot of people sending letters to uh, the six uh, opposing uh, members uh, of the council members. And I have a feeling that the first meeting of the council members, which is this coming Monday, there is something happening about this because the people who didn't uh, participate uh, on last Monday meeting, uh, I heard from so many that they're going to participate on this coming Monday to uh, bring uh, their... Uh, they are worried. The public, as you put at the beginning of the podcast, the percentage of people are a pro ceasefire. And you're talking about local representative opposing our federal representative on the same state in the most progressive city in the country. There are a lot of people upset of the outcome of this vote. So there is a lot of serious rethinking going on over the last three days and uh, the weekend coming. And I feel there is a turnaround, uh, but I hope if there is a turnaround, it will be every council member will vote for the resolution as is without any changes, because here our solidarity group, mainly the coalition for uh, 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 Palestinian uh, struggle, the coalition for uh, uh, the Palestinian, Palestinian right, liberation, the Palestinian right and liberation, they will never accept less than what was in uh, the resolution. So we heard from many council members that they have been contacted by opposition members and maybe, maybe they're going to act as leaders for a change. They want to understand what's happening. They want to change course. There is more understanding because the public reject. They didn't represent the public opinion. Let's say it as is. Six council members rejected the resolution. 
but they didn't follow up with their constituents. And uh, for that, I think our uh, referendum that coming on March 5th, uh, uh, questioning uh, that uh, free apartheid, uh, apartheid free Burlington, it will be on the ballot on March 5th. And I think the public can do the answer directly. Right. So what uh, for listeners uh, that what Wafiq is referencing is the apartheid free Burlington campaign um, started by VTJP, Vermonters for Justice in Palestine. And basically it is a petition um, to uh, basically pledge uh, ending to end the support for Israel's apartheid regime, settler colonialism and military occupation of, of Palestine and Wafiq, do you have a latest update? So right now, where, where we're at in that campaign, just to switch gears just a little bit, it is related. We are trying to get, uh, I think, 1,600 signatures um, by January 18th, so we can put it um, on the ballot to the to the voters directly on March 5th. Uh, do you know where we're at in that? Um... We are at 330 signatures short. Okay, so we need we need 300 more. So if you're listening to this, uh, and you haven't signed it, get in touch so we can add your name. Uh, it has to be done in person with uh, pen and paper, the good old-fashioned way. Um, speaking of city councils and this petition, can you um, give me just a little bit of a background on... I don't want to go into the, relive the whole past, but this this petition was kind of the result of last two years ago coming to the city council council and failing in in moving the needle on that front so maybe maybe ashley could you give like a for our listeners like a a, a short recap of of uh two years ago when when we tried to bring this forward and and maybe just what changed uh for us on the ground i mean obviously october 7th and the last two months have been a big mover but i mean is there any other pieces in play that we should be considering or how, how have we progressed since then in the last two years? I mean, I think that you have to put the, the, the last attempt at a resolution in the city council and this current battle over resolutions and the referendum in the context of what Israel has been doing in uh, the occupation of the West Bank, the siege in Gaza, and the imposition of the brutal apartheid regime within Israel proper for the last several decades. Mm -hmm. And that has led to the rise of an international solidarity movement, mainly expressed through the campaign for boycott, divestment, and sanctions against the state of Israel, which over the last decade has gotten increasing momentum as more and more people have joined that that movement, including here in Burlington, pressuring successfully Ben and Jerry's to end their um, factory um, business within within uh, the occupied territories. So there's been a, all sorts of developments that I think have led into an increasing size and determination of the Palestine solidarity movement within Burlington and within the state of Vermont. And that, I think, peaked in our last attempt in 2021 to bring a resolution before the city council, which is very similar to the one that we're going to put on the ballot this coming March. And back two years ago, the um, 
city council uh, basically was pressured and um, uh, bullied and uh, opted to cave into that pressure um, from the Zionists um, who were much more forceful last time than this time, honestly, in trying to block the resolution. So that was scuttled. It was withdrawn. Um, but over the last couple of years, and especially since um, Israel's you know, brutal genocidal war, I think it has exposed the nature of the Israeli state, the nature of the occupation, the nature of the siege, and the nature of apartheid in such stark terms that more and more people have rallied to the cause of Palestine within Burlington, within um, the state, and all across the country, especially the number of young Jewish activists who are rejecting Zionism and joining the struggle with Palestinians, Arabs, Muslims, and um, lots of white and multiracial activists of all sorts in solidarity with Palestine. So that this time, when we went to the city council, we were overwhelmingly the majority. We were 300 plus, and there were only 10, 15 Zionists who were making the counter argument. So in this context, I think that the movement is um, reaching a new high in Burlington. And I think we have a chance to win in the city council. And I think we have a chance to win on the referendum here in Burlington, but it's going to take a lot of organizing, education, outreach to make sure that we win. Yeah. And you didn't mention it, but also adding to that, that scale on, on our side is the, you know, uh, increasingly right wing nature of, um, Israel's political body, um, which I think even before October 7th had basically put a lot of people were taking a step back thinking, you know, it's just, it's heightened those contradictions. Um, I, I want to add, uh, I will agree with everything Ashley mentioned and you, Anthony. I want to add uh, one thing as an observer for years and years on the question of Palestine. We have to admit it, it was untouchable subject. It was a radioactive subject for many people. They don't want to touch it. Uh, they are scared from it. Over the years, I'm discovering more and more that the American public and Vermont resident in particular, they are more uh, advanced, more understanding than their own representative. Mm -hmm. They are have been underestimated by their representative if they are in the city of Burlington or across the state, because I am part of so many coalitions across of the state based on ethnic uh, uh, or equity question. And with the question of Palestine, I'm discovering that uh, uh, things have been changed. People are speaking up comfortably about it or relating to it. Uh, within the suffering of our American people here, if they are labor, if they are LGBTQA, if they are black and brown, if they are indigenous, if they are migrants, we found the common struggle together and they see the Palestinian struggle as a, a center to their struggle. They see it within themselves. And that's why they change. Uh, uh, we saw it on the city council uh, meeting, how much they are sophisticated, all the people who are in solidarity of Palestine, that teaching the council member a lesson about Palestine, its history, 
and uh, the question of uh, from uh, water, uh, racial justice, and uh, uh, all that. And I believe we gained uh, a vote by that education uh, during our council members. And I think the reaction now that the council members going to revisit the same language, same resolution, is an effect of the solidarity groups and individual they came together. Uh, for the people who claimed in the uh, council meeting that they represent the Jewish voice, they lost the, their ground because 90% of the people who identified as a Jews and they came to the council and they said, as a Jewish, we, it's not in our name and we refuse that anybody to represent us, mainly state of Israel and the policy of the state of Israel, it is not a Jewish value. And we celebrated with our Jewish siblings before we entered the council uh, with the uh, Hanukkah holiday. And we shared the light together and we took the light with us inside together. And I think it was uh, a symbolism uh, for uh, working together for the same freedom and the same uh, struggle. Last time we brought the same resolution around the holiday, before the holiday, it was an excuse. We shouldn't speak about it because it's a Jewish holiday. This time we went through it, through the holiday, because it's holiday for freedom and for enlightenment. Yeah. Um, and it's worth adding to that. Wafik, you remember when we first started collecting signatures, it was before all of this. Four months so, before. But before all of this happened in September, and the response of the public was even then overwhelming, overwhelmingly supportive. So it isn't as though just this war has made everyone, mm -hmm. you know, shake up. It has been an, an ongoing process for, for, for people in it's, Vermont. It's overwhelming. The only thing, I mean, the first... The first collection of signage we signing anybody in Vermont, you know, anybody passing by within uh, five hours uh, in a three weekends, we collected over 1,000 signatures, you know. But they told us, no, it has to be not only from Burlington, but Burlington registered voter with the right signature, right uh, address, etc., etc. So we started our campaign again, and they asked us for 5% of uh, the total voter, and that's why the 1,600 signature needed, which is, I found it irony, you can run for a president, exactly. and you can put your name here in the state of Vermont to run for a president and collect only 1,000 from all Vermonters, regardless <laughs> of from what town. But in one, one uh, 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 resolution or one edu it's educational. Well, maybe you should maybe you should run for president then, Wafi. Referendum. Yeah, we, 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 it's easier to run for a president to run referendum. And, and, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Well, then, last question. Then, um, you know, how can anyone listening to this get involved uh, if if they want to participate in um, upcoming activities or actions? I suspect 
most people listening will be involved or connected some way, but it's always worth rounding out the corners. Well, I think um, everybody should uh, join the Vermont Coalition for Palestinian Liberation. You um, don't have to be a member of any other organization. You can just join. Our next meeting is going to be on January 13th. It's probably going to be somewhere in central Vermont. We're still working out um, the the details. And that'll be at 4 o'clock on January 13th. So you're welcome to come to that. Anybody can come. I will and- I will add a link to the mailing list for people if they want to get on the mailing list in the show notes for this. So you don't have to just repeatedly Google that until you find something. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also think that people should join all the constituent organizations that are part of the coalition because we have built really a grand coalition that includes importantly and the key organization, VTJP, Vermonters for Justice in Palestine, Students for Justice in Palestine, and there are many other organizations, in, in particular Jewish Voice for Peace, which has played a key role in the way that Wafiq said. But it's really a broad network of, of organizations, including a newly launched chapter of Labor for Palestine here in the state of Vermont, which I think is an important precedent to bring the trade union movement into solidarity with Palestine, responding to the call from Palestinian trade unions um, for the U.S. trade union movement and global trade union movement to join the struggle. So everybody really should join the coalition, join VTJP, join SJP, join JVP. We have to get organized um, because I think the biggest lesson of the last decade of or of struggle really since the great recession from occupy all the way up to today is we've had waves of tremendous struggle but we haven't left enough organization in place continue to continue the struggle beyond the emergency and so we've set up this coalition to try and build an infrastructure of dissent an infrastructure of organizing for campaigns like this referendum for campaigns like BDS for campaigns like uh, further anti-apartheid um, referendums in in uh, all across the the state of Vermont, so mm-hmm. we've got many many campaigns, and everybody should get involved. Yeah, and I'll just add to that it's it's not all showing up to protests and city council meetings. I, we need it. It's a lot of uh, I'll say boring clerical work. <laughs> you know, there's <laughs> there's all kinds of different ways to get involved if you just want to write write emails or put stamps on letters or, you know, help with a website. I'm, you know, I mean, we're all, there's all any, any activity that happens in any organization or company (laughs) also needs to be done, uh, for, for this movement as well. It's, it's, uh, a lot of behind the scenes work. I say that as someone who sits a lot behind my computer a lot, doing a lot of the technical stuff and, Brittany, this is just a cry for help. <laughs> <laughs> help Anthony. Yeah. Join the movement. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. So, um, Wafiq, Ashley, thanks so much for joining, and uh, we'll talk very soon. Thanks, Anthony.